If you see anywhere any ministry gift is being attacked, what is being attacked is what you are anointed for. You are not anointed to receive. You are anointed to carry out a task. And that task in carrying it out, which now is that you are new, the work of But when we are talking about ministry, we are talking about what God has in mind to carry out in here. We are talking about God's agenda, not yours. We are talking about God's vision, not your vision. We are channels of wisdom. We are channels of power. We are channels of wisdom. We don't be in the world. For in Jesus' name, we are praying. Please let's have our seat in God's presence and turn our Bible to the book of Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. The book of Ephesians chapter 4. Now I want to Continue in the line of thought we started with on Wednesday, which is very important. Um, you know, Wednesday, remember we spoke uh, on saved by grace and full of glory. And the Bible says we've received abundance of grace. Romans chapter 5, verse 17 and the gift of righteousness. And the scripture says, we shall reign. We shall reign. So we look at the word reigning as ruling and, um, you know, releasing the glory of God in our hearts. The scripture says in John chapter 17, verse 22, that Jesus speaking and praying, he said, the glory you have given unto me, I have given unto them, meaning us. So we have the glory. Somebody say, I'm full of glory. Now can I say it louder and boldly? Say, I'm full of glory. Say, I'm saved by grace and I'm full of glory. Say it again. Say, I'm saved by grace and I'm full of glory. So Bible says in Colossians chapter 1 verse 27, that Christ in you, the hope of glory. So we have received abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. Now, we say we received the gift of righteousness, we didn't earn it. The righteousness was given unto us, we didn't earn it. Now, don't forget in the book of Isaiah, it says our righteousness is like a filthy rag. Alright? We don't have that kind of righteousness again because we have received a better righteousness which is of Christ. The one that is of Christ. The gift of righteousness. So we didn't earn it. We didn't uh, pay for it. Uh, Christ paid for it. We are not righteous because of what we do or what we did. We are righteous because of what Christ uh, did. Glory to God. And that's the reason why you are righteous. That's the reason why you can reign. Glory to God. Now you're not going to reign because of what you did to be righteous. You didn't become righteous by what you did. And so you are not going to be reigning. All right? by your own natural righteousness. But we have supernatural righteousness. Alright? We have received from God. And I will look into it that it's not just enough to receive the gift of righteousness. God has actually made us righteous. Glory to God. Alright? Look at your neighbor and say, I'm righteous. I'm righteous. Now, you look at another neighbor and say, I'm righteous. I'm righteous. Now you have to, this is very important because righteousness, consciousness is key to reigning in life. Is key, is the very key to manifesting the glory of God. The Bible says Christ in us, the hope of glory. And I will interpret glory not just as the splendor, the reflection of God, 
our glory is actually being a solution provider, solving problems and then creating solutions everywhere. The Bible says how Jesus of Nazareth was anointed with the Holy Spirit and with power he went about doing good. Acts chapter 10 verse 38. All right, doing good and healing all those who were oppressed for God was with him. Glory to God. And this he expected us to do. He expects us to do it. Okay, he said, the work I do, you do also. Greater works than this uh, shall you do. Now, today, I am going to be speaking on equipped for the work of ministry. Equipped for the work of ministry. Because I need to link what I said um, um, on the first day uh, with what is going to happen today. Now, um, equipped for the work of ministry. This is very important. Equipped for the work of ministry. Now, Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4, uh, we'll read from, you know, I read from verse 11 uh, the last time. You read from verse 1, it was talking about unity, and then it switched from there to spiritual gift, which is gift of men. All right? The ministry gift. So it spoke about the gift of apostleship, um, gave some uh, uh, pastor, prophets, and other evangelists, and then teachers. And then in verse 12, it says, for the equipping of the saints. Now, I said the reason why these gifts are given is so that the saints can be equipped. Now, if you see anywhere any ministry gift is being attacked, what is being attacked is the equipping of the saints. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's, they know that if they strike the shepherd, and then the sheep will what? We scatter. Now, the sheep won't be equipped. You can be sheep and not equipped. Are you getting what I'm saying? That you are in Christ does not mean you are equipped. To be equipped means to be sophisticated. Alright? Sophisticated. That you are called a soldier does not mean you're on the battlefield. That you are called a soldier does not mean you are wearing armor. Praise God. He said, finally, my brethren, put on the whole armor. Glory to God. He said, the whole armor. So you can even be putting on not the whole armor. Alright? Have you ever seen a soldier wearing jersey? You know, it doesn't, doesn't make sense. You know, you put on the whole hammer. You see soldiers with camo. You see them, their dresses are different. They have guns, pump actions, rifles, AK-47. Are you getting what I'm saying? As I'm talking to you now, you can picture somebody who is a soldier. That's what the Bible says. It's endure hardness as soldiers of Christ. But there is no soldier without being equipped. A soldier has got to be equipped. You are not civilians. And those who do exploit really have to be equipped as soldiers. He said, put on the whole armor of God. Now, part of this armor is the word sword of the Spirit. Alright? Shield of faith. Glory to God. Now, look at the whole armor. It has something to do with God's word. If you look at the whole armor, the sword of the Spirit, shield of faith, um, breastplate of righteousness, um, um, helmet of salvation. Everything is linked to the word. To the word of God. There is none of them that doesn't have anything to do. You have to become, you become consciousness of every armor. Alright? Every weapon of the spirit by the understanding of the word of God. And that's very important. Okay? That's very important. Now, we are not civilians. We are soldiers of Christ. Look at your neighbors here. I'm a soldier of Christ. And now it's one thing to say that I'm the righteousness of God. It's another thing to say I'm a soldier of Christ. 
Now, a soldier of Christ must know that he is a soldier. Glory to God. Now, you can forget you are a soldier and thinking that you are a civilian, all right? Um, uh, because devil is reminding you of your past. Are you getting what I'm saying? Devil is reminding you of your past. Devil is reminding you of your mistake. But you are not a civilian of Christ. You are a soldier of Christ. You are a soldier of Christ. You know, soldiers are disciplined people. Glory to God. Soldiers are people that wait for instruction. And as they get instruction, they obey it without thinking. Glory to God. So we are soldiers of Christ. As we receive instructions, we carry out those instructions. As God reveals things to us, we carry them out. Don't forget we are in a battle. Paul told Timothy, he said, you've got to fight a good fight of faith. He said, despite the prophecies that have been proclaimed upon your head, you've got to wage war with it. First Timothy chapter 1, verse 18. He said, my friend, you've got to wage war. As soldiers of Christ, we wage war in prayers. We wage war in intercessions. Do you understand what I'm talking about? We release the word of God. We speak in tongues and prophesy. Glory to God. Look at your neighbor again and say, I'm a soldier of Christ. Now the ones who have been sleeping are not soldiers. Glory to God. The ones who don't wake up in the night and pray. They, 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 some people find it difficult to pray early in the morning. Those ones are not soldiers. You still struggling, praying for 30 minutes. He told Peter, John and James, when he was praying that God should shift that cup, if he can move the cup. And then he told them, he said, can't you watch with me for one hour? Now, Peter, James, and John were not filled with the Holy Ghost. They've not been, they've not been to the upper room at that time. Do you remember? He had not died and resurrected. Now, don't forget, that was the then he was asking them to pray with him for one hour. But by the time the Holy Spirit came upon them, they were preaching, they were praying, and they were doing exploits. Glory to God. This is expected of us. This is expected of us. Highly expected of us. And those are the things one should really look at. He says, now look at it. He said, He gave us those fivefold ministries, all right, for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the mayor of the statue of the fullness of Christ. Look at that. Let's read verse 14 together. One, two, three, go. That we should no longer be children, tossed to and fro, and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. Glory to God. See, you see that? In verse 15, it says, But speaking the truth in love. Now look at the next statement. It says, May grow up in how many things? In all things. Into him who is the head. Christ. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Are you seeing that? Can you see the responsibilities of the fivefold and the responsibilities of the general believers? Do you see that? The fivefolds are to train, equip, build up, thoroughly furnish the saints, the general believers, and they are to build the body. You see that? They are to build the body. And then they are to do the work of ministry. Now, um, let me read a version. Probably if you have it, you can display it. 
Now, I want to read um, New Living Translation. Now, see what it says in New Living Translations. Uh, verse, let me read verse um, 11. It says, Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip. Now, see that. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do His work and build up the church, the body of Christ. Now, it's not the responsibility of the pastors or the evangelists to build the church. It's the responsibility of the pastors and the evangelists and the apostles to build God's people, to build the church. You see that? So the church people, the church folks are built, the saints are built. God called the saints God's people. Glory to God. Now, are you God's person? Then you are a saint. Glory to God. Now, on Wednesday, the first day, I was sharing with you five reasons why you are saints. Five reasons. I'm sharing with you. I shared with you... um, Three dimensions of grace. I was talking about reconciliation of God and the word. And then I was talking about um, the salvation. You're right. And then I was talking about the task ahead. Uh, the Apostle Paul says, You say unto me, uh, Is this grace given? All right? To do this task. Unto me, the grace is given. First Corinthians chapter 15, if you read from verse 9. To 10. He said, I am the least of all the apostles. Now, let me show you that. You know, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 9 to 10. Now, turn your Bible there. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 9. Now, Bible says that, For I am the least of the apostles, who am not worthy to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace towards me was not in vain, but I labor more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. So there is a specific, there is a dimension of grace to accomplishing tasks. The grace that brings you into salvation, all right, will take you into grace that enabled you, all right, to carry out specific tasks. To carry out specific tasks. Now, you know, despite the fact that Daniel and his friends, okay, they passed the exam. The Bible says they were ten times better. It was written of Daniel that he had special grace or gift of interpretation. Now, don't forget, when the Bible says you have a special gift, there is a grace for it. Okay? Because he said for a particular kind of gift, a measure of grace has been supplied. For every gift you have, you have a grace to carry out the gift or to use the gift. Are you getting what I'm saying? So when he talks about Daniel as being um, gifted uh, with interpretation and visions, do you understand, and wisdom and all that, okay, there was a special grace for it. So which made him different from his friends? Do you understand? Aha. So there's a special grace for it. So you have to find your own grace. Glory to God. Now you have to locate, you have to know the gift that has been given unto you in order for you to understand the kind or the dimension of grace that is functioning in your life. 
So what's the work of ministry here? Because most of the people don't know. We actually think that it's fivefold that is ministry. Now, this is going to change your mind. You say, ah, he's in ministry. Every believer is in ministry. Glory to God. Aha. But fivefold ministers are people or gifts are people who are tutors in the body of Christ to actually equip the rest of the believers for ministry. Do you get that now? Every believer is a ministry. Every believer is a minister. You are not saved to be saved, just to be saved. And then, you know where the challenge is now? People just, now when you get born again, you believe God for this, you believe God for that, you believe God for this, you believe God for that, and then you want this, and then you want that. And that is everything that seems to be concerning some people's Christianity. But when we are talking about ministry, we are talking about what God has in mind to carry out on the earth. When we are talking about ministry, we are talking about God's agenda, not yours. We are talking about God's vision, not your ambition. Are you getting what I'm saying? We are talking about great commission. We are talking about what he has written in the scripture that you can vividly see that he has told you to carry out. Now that you are born again, you couldn't have been able to do it without being born again. Now that you are born again, there's an assignment for you. There's an assignment. And that's why it didn't take you to heaven immediately. You could have just, as you give your life to Christ, you will have just gone to heaven. If there is no reason why you should be saved, if, there's no, if the, re, the only reason why you are saved is heaven, glory to God. But there is much work to be done on the earth. There is much work to be done on the earth. Now, I have another version. Let me just show you the version to bring it to clarity. Because, you know, in Old King James Version, Authorized King James Version, it said, uh, to equip the saints, comma, for the work of ministry. So it looks like, okay, the fivefold ministers are for the work of ministry. Okay? But you see, where you just read now, there is no comma. Okay? Now, I don't know. Did you get it? I think you had it, have you? Now, Ephesians chapter 4 where we just read now, there was no comma. I said, their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work. Do you get what I'm saying? And build up the church, the body of Christ. And that is why those who are to build the body of Christ sometimes are confused. They attack the body of Christ themselves they belong to. When, what they are supposed to be building, they are attacking it. Alright? Because they don't know. Most are not equipped. Most don't even have understanding of what they are supposed to do. Now look at it. He said, to equip the body and build the world. He said, this will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. So you see what brings about growth, the work of ministry, building the body of Christ. The word building the body of Christ means a define. If you read KJV, it says define the body of Christ. A define. So it means that anything that will tear the body of Christ down, you won't say, you won't write. Are you getting what I'm saying? You will not be part of it. A define the body of Christ. 
Okay, now let's quickly look at the work of ministry because from that I will go to equipping. So you understand how valuable it is for you to be equipped. What is the work of the ministry? What is the work of the ministry? We're talking about ministry of Christ there. And that is the work of the ministry. Now if you look at Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10, it said we are and the work of Christ created in Christ Jesus. Look at it. He said, created in Christ Jesus. That's what the Bible says. Alright? You see, in Christ Jesus, for good works, that's ministry. For good works, that's ministry. He said, which God prepared beforehand that, he, that we should walk in them. Now, the Amplified Version says, put Amplified Version, Amplified Version talks about it. He said, for we are God's own handiwork, his workmanship, his products. We are his offspring. We came from him. We hail from him. You get that. So Bible says that little children, you have overcome them for greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. But before then he said, little children, you are of God. First John chapter 4 verse 4. Give us first John chapter 4 verse 4. We'll come back here. First John chapter 4 verse 4. Now, look at what he said. He said, little children, you, you are of God. Possessive preposition. God possess you. You know, you, we, 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 we believe that when you are full of the Holy Spirit, you possess the Spirit. Actually, the Spirit is the possessor. The Holy Spirit is actually the possessor of your spirit. Are you getting what I'm saying? Okay? Now, look at it. He says, you are of God. That is, you hail from Him. You belong to Him. You came from Him. You are born of the incorruptible seed of God's word. You remember? You are born of the spirit. He that is born of the spirit is spirit. He that is born of the word is word. He that is born of the, you are born of the incorruptible seed of God's word. You are born of the spirit. That's what the Bible says. He says you, you belong to him. And have already defeated and overcome them. Look at what he puts it here. He says you have already. You have already defeated and overcome them, the agents of Antichrist, because he who lives in you is greater, mightier than he who lives in the world. Who is in the world? Glory to God. Somebody say, I'm more than conqueror. Say, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Can you say it emphatically? Can you say it with grace? Can you say it boldly? I am more than conqueror. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in there. He says you already overcome them. He's the seed of faith. He's the seed of God's word. Incorruptible seed of God's word that can overcome the world. Are you getting what I'm saying? The word of God cannot be conquered. And that's what gave birth to you. The Holy Ghost cannot be conquered. If Holy Ghost is conquered, God is conquered. If God's word is conquered, God is conquered. Are you getting what I'm saying? So you carry that grace inside you. You carry the seed inside you. You carry the anointing for your inside. Alright? Now let's go back to that Ephesians because I want to show you there the work of ministry. Now, you are born, you came from him, you have overcome. So you can actually help others people to overcome. You can actually reach out to others. You can actually serve as a guiding light. Look at what he says. He said, for we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand. Good works for us, taking part which he prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. Now, people want the good life, like I said, are not the good works. You can't go after the good life and not 
the good life is enveloped in the good works. Glory to God. You, what you are anointed for, you are not anointed to be rich. You are anointed to carry out a task. And that task in carrying it out, riches will come. Are you getting what I'm saying? You are not anointed for marriage. You are anointed, the grace of God is upon your life to carry out a task. And as you are carrying out the task, then God says it's not good for a man to be alone. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, we have all kinds of anointing now. Marriage. Let me tell you in the scripture, even in the Old Testament, once you're anointed, what that means is that you have been enlisted to carry out a task. Anointing is an employer. Are you getting what I'm saying? When David was anointed, he was sent back to the bush. Do you remember? When he was anointed the second time, he took over a particular you know, geographical area in a, a, a group of people. It wasn't not the total Israel. And then the third time he took over the body Israel and Judah. Do you remember? Anointing is for responsibility. Anointing is not just for good stuff. Anointing is for good works. And when you carry out the task, good stuff will come along. Glory to God. Can you see the good life here? How many people want good life? You've got to like good works. You can't want, you can't just like good life without liking good works. Glory to God. That's why Jesus said, the work I do, you do what? You do also. He said, greater works than this. Glory to God. Now, you know, he didn't say, the life I live, the good life I live, you live also. Because there will be people that will come up and say, did Jesus ride Benz? Do you understand? Did he fly jets? But he knows that if you can do the work that I do, you will fly. Are you getting what I'm saying? You will fly. And that's what the Bible says. Now, looking at this, look at it. He said the good works, which is already prearranged. That's why Paul said, he wrote to the Romans, in Romans chapter 8, verse 28, he said, and we know. Now you have to come to this knowing. This is an awareness knowing. That you know that you know that you know. Now, if you read Romans chapter 8, first and foremost, from verse 18. Let's see verse 18. Verse 18. Now, look at what it says. It says, but what of that? For I consider that the sufferings of this present time, this present life, are not worth being compared with the glory that is about to be revealed to us, and in us, and for us, and conferred on us. Somebody say, Glory. Glory. Now say glory in me. Glory. Say glory for me. Glory. Say glory on me. Glory. Say glory all over me. Glory, glory, to, God. glory to God. You see that? He said, well, what you're going through things now. What you're going through is actually for the revealing of the glory. Christ in you, the hope of what? The hope of glory. Now for every glory that manifests, there is a story. Now, the story might be what you are acting now. You are going through the story now. Are you getting what I'm saying? You are just going. So, there is no glory without story. He said, look at it. He said, you are going through suffering. He said, there are certain sufferings. Now, don't forget in Peter. He said, first Peter, he said, after you have suffered a while. Do you understand? Now, the suffering must not be long. After you have suffered a while. So, you must hear God. <laughs> to know what to do to get out of suffering. But there will be challenges. There will be persecutions here and there. There will be issues. Do you get what I'm saying? He said it's just for 
a little time. Now look at it. He says that it cannot be compared with the glory that will be what? Revealed to us, revealed in us, revealed for us, and conferred on us. Glory to God. Now look at it. He said, for even the whole creation waits expectantly and longs earnestly for God's sons to be made known. Wait for the revealing, the disclosing of their sonship. Glory to God. Now let me tell you, what actually confirms that you are a son, a true son, is Christ in you, the hope of glory. If you be son of God, turn this stone to bread. Son has capacity to turn stones to bread. And they will know. Are you getting what I'm saying? But it, you see, it will not come from the mouth of the devil for you to turn stone to bread. It is not in the place of the devil to tell you. A son hears his father. Glory to God. That's why scripture says that the son is led by the spirit. When you are led by the spirit, you are sons of God. Are you getting what I'm saying? You are led by the spirit, not the spirit of devil. Not devil. You see that? Now from here, let's move to verse 28. Verse 28. So he has spoken about certain things. We don't even know what to pray for. But the Spirit himself pray with groanings that cannot be uttered, blah, blah, blah. In verse 28, he says, and we know. We know there are challenges. But we know. Somebody say, I know. Now can you say boldly? Say, I know, I know, I know, I know. Say it many times. Say it many times. I know, I know, I know, I know in Christ. I know. I am very sure. I'm aware. Glory to God. Say, see. He said, and we know. Not only him. There's a group of people that believe the word. They say, and we know. Communion, do we know? Yeah. Say, and we know. Yeah. See that. And we know that all things work together. How many things? Oh. Both negative and positive. Now, God opened my eyes sometimes ago. Some people will have heard about this. And God told me, He said, when I say you are the salt of the earth, I'm talking about revealing the glory. He said, without source, earth cannot be preserved. Health cannot be preserved. Now listen to me. Without the source, Nigeria cannot be preserved. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now God is counting on believers in this nation to take their place as a source. Every other ingredient cannot function without the source. Tasteless. Useless. Cannot be preserved. Without the what? Without the source. Actually, Abraham was telling Abraham was telling God, he said, if we find 10 righteous men, do you remember? If we find 30, he was negotiating. And God said, well, if you find 10, no problem. If you have 45, no problem. Eh, eh, no problem. And then until he got to 10. Now, if he had not stopped, Lot was there. And don't forget, the angel told them, he said, don't look back. Now, you remember his wife looked back. Now, he turned to what? They were the ones that were the preservatives of Sodom and Gomorrah. She turned to salt. And later, God now said, you are the salt of the earth. <laughs> you are the one that is preserving the earth. You stay there. Somebody say, I stay here. I say, I go nowhere. I and that's the reason why you shouldn't die. Then we die there. Don't die there. We live there. Somebody say, I live there. I say, I live here. I, I stay here. I reign here. I'm in charge here. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because you are the source of the earth. That's the glory we are talking about. You can't actually release your saltiness without doing the work of the ministry. You can't. You can't. And that is why your profession, your career, your businesses are platform upon which the work of ministry is done. 
Are you getting what I'm saying? There are platforms, there are channels for work of ministry. There are certain places you cannot enter, except if you are a medical doctor. There are certain places you cannot go, except if you are a philosopher. There are certain group of people you cannot be part of, except if you are a media. Are you getting what I'm saying? And the work of the grace, you can't enter there without the spirit. You can't enter there without the, without the salt that God has made you to be. Are you getting what I'm saying? And they have ingredients. They are knowledgeable. They have capacity, but they have been waiting for you. Somebody say, I go there. Say, I enter places. Say, I start big things. Can you say amen? Amen. Please, their life is not complete without you. That is it. Don't be deceived by Instagram. Don't be deceived by, by Twitter. Don't be deceived by pictures and videos all over the place. Places are waiting for you. And you are taking your place in the name of Jesus. Yeah. That's in Matthew chapter 5. If you read that, he said you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. The world is full of darkness. Darkness covered the land. Gross darkness covered the people. Bible says, he said, but the Lord will arise upon you. His glory will be seen upon you. That's what is written in the book of Isaiah chapter 60. Glory to God. Somebody say, I carry the glory of God. I reveal the glory of God. He is seen upon my life. Everything I say, glorify God. Everything I do, glorify God. I am the salt of the earth. I am the light of the world. If you believe that, can you say amen? amen? You know, it looks like the more you say these things, the more you become aware of it. The more you say this thing, the more you are intoxicated with it. The more you say this thing, the more you, 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 you know, the more you, you become so conscious. And you can say it much more. You say it, you know, um, very often. You say it emphatically. You say it with grace. And an anointing, let me not deceive you. Ideas will start flowing. You look at education, you have a different perception towards it. Are you getting what I'm saying? The time will come, all the universities, everything will crash. Because learning now has gone beyond. Are you getting what I'm saying? That you won't have to relate with any teachers. You have to know ahead. You have to think ahead. Where the world is going, what they will need in 2050, God can release through a source now. Are you getting what I'm saying? Source is already available before all other ingredients is in place. Say, so you are the light of the world. Now, look at what he says about the light of the world. Matthew chapter 5, verse 16. This is the ministry we are talking about. This is the ministry. I know primarily we are to win souls. And that is why anywhere you have a belief, if you are truly a believer, if people cannot know you belong to Christ, there is a problem. There are places that you penetrate. For you to penetrate, they might not know immediately. They might not know at first. But they will know there is something about you that is different. And to really be very frank with us, believers will be found in places they are not expected to be found. Believers will be in clubs, Believers will be in dark places. Because if God calls you light, you can't shine until you enter dark places. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, can you see that it's the saints that must do the work of ministry? Because if you see an apostle in the club, what comes to your mind? That's why if I fold calling, if I have my way, I will do other fold calling. Because I can't go to club. 
But you can go to club. Glory to God. I know some of you were raised so religious, devoted, in your mind of mind, heart of heart. This is a club. Hey, club. You've already zeroed the people. The people in the club, you already concluded about them. Judge them, finish them. They're already in hell, according to your own state of heart. But Christ already died for them. Glory to God. Now, that Christ died for you, I know. But he died for the whole world. Glory to God. He died for the whole world. He said, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. All right? The grace is revealed. And is made open to everybody. You believe, you confess. That's how you entered. Glory to God. And they are yet to believe and confess. If they can just believe and confess, forget it. And let me tell you, many people at the point of death believe and confess. Because sickness is an opportunity to be restored back to God. Especially the ones that are incurable. The ones that take people's life gradually. Are you getting what I'm saying? People lead themselves to Christ. They've been waiting to lead them to Christ. They've been going to them. They don't. They don't agree. But when they are sick, they say, God, where is your faith? If you read about Kenneth you know he was the one that met God on the sick bed. Nobody linked him with God. Nobody. Have you heard testimony of some people that will just see Christ appear or see, you know, one picture? Are you getting what I'm saying? Call raw Muslims. You need to go to places. Glory to God. Let me tap your neighbor and say, wake up. You are the light of the world. Stop pretending to be darkness. Say you have an assignment. Say you need to go to places. And that politics is dirty. That's why you are needed. Somebody say if politics is dirty, then be the detergent. If it's so dirty, be the apple. Glory to God. I remember there is a particular minister on the other side, religious folks. He came, he said, he came into a city because in their own city there are laws on how to live. You, you use, you cover veil and all those stuff. So when he came, he started seeing short skirts, started seeing, you know, nakedness and all that. You know what he said? He said, as a tanny. He looked at me and said, this is as a tanny, as a tanny, as a tanny. It was so strange to him. Do you understand? Don't live in a world and think you can light up the already lit environment. Are you getting what I'm saying? You are needed in the dark world. That bosses of yours, all those bosses of yours that smoke, all right, that fornicate, all those things, that is your perfect bosses. That is what God is actually saying. Are you getting what I'm saying? Don't go for bosses that are believers. Go for the ones that are really dark. The Bible says darkness cover the land and gross darkness cover the people. The people are darker than the land. Actually what determines the illumination of a place is you. When you get home now, if there is darkness in your room, you switch off the light, right? Good. If you are thinking darkness and you are dark and everything that is in your heart is dark, and then you get home, it's dark, you'll be happy. And then you stay in the dark. You try to walk around in the dark. But we are the light of the world. Glory to God. 
So it means that without us, the world can't see. There are even many things that are good about them, that are potential. They can't see. Without us, they can't see. And this is the ministry we are talking about. And I'm not saying that when you get a job, all right, as a teacher, or you get a job as an HR expert or something, and that is, you are just there to collect salary, and then you are the light of the world. That's not what I'm talking about. Your impact must be felt. Somebody must know you carry grace. Somebody must be touched. Somebody must be led to God. Are you getting what I'm saying? Somebody must see your lifestyle and follow you to Christ. Let me give you an example. Daniel, you remember Daniel? When there was a problem, they wanted to kill them. Then Daniel said they should, he spoke to Harioch in chapter 2. He said, give us a knife. He went back to his company. You will never see a light that is alone. Even these ones are not alone. It's a company. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because one cannot do it alone. Because the darkness in the world is so thick that you need to be in fellowship with all other lights. Alright? That is why Daniel couldn't just exist alone in that place. When they promoted Daniel and they, they didn't promote the guy, he recommended them for promotion. If they are not promoted, the three of the four of them, the challenges they faced later, you can imagine. If when they wanted to throw one into the three of them into the furnace, do you remember? When they throw three of them into the furnace, if it was just one, someone can just look around and say, Ah, I'm sorry. Where do you say we should? face. We want to bow. Are you getting what I'm saying? But it was difficult for the three. Do you get what I'm saying? It was difficult. I was telling you recently about lion that was killing a particular kind of animal. And then when those animals came in group, the lions were just looking at them like this. As powerful as the lions were, the group of animals, they could not attack them. Are you getting what I'm saying? And that is why on Saturday I will talk about this, day three, on the unity of the body of Christ or unity of the saints. Because he mentioned it in Ephesians chapter 4. He first mentioned it. One baptism, one God, one Christ, one spirit, everything all together, one faith. And then he talks about this, and later he went back to it. He said, then you'll be united. God never did anything in the life or through the apostles without unity. One accord, you will always say it. United. Are you getting what I'm saying? So he's talking about three, four lights in a place. All together. Praying, fasting, changing dimensions or the scheme of things in that environment. Now that's what Bible is talking about. But you see, you got to know that you are the light of the world, and then you got to recognize all other lights. It might not even be your denomination; it might be other denomination, all other lights. You wear earring, he doesn't wear earring, she doesn't wear earring, all other lights. Are you getting what I'm saying? And then you come into an agreement to take over that place for Christ, and to take over the people for Christ. And you see, most of the time, it's light that will be attacking light. They see them. Devil are so much succeeded in life of some believers to not see anything good about other believers. Look at your neighbor. Say, I'm the salt of the earth. I'm the light of the world. Say it boldly. Say it louder. Say, I'm the salt of the earth. Say, I'm the light of the world. Glory to God. Glory. So, look at what it says. Matthew chapter 5, verse 16. It said, let your light show shine before men that they might give God praise. But I want, to, I want you to see what it talks about the light. Now, it said, let your light show shine before men that they may see your what? That they may see your what? You know, here it says, light travel faster than sand. I know, but sand need light. And light 
need sand for confirmation. Are you getting what I'm saying? They use the principle of thunderstorm. I said before you hear the sand, light will have, you'll have seen the light. You understand? So sometimes when you see the light, then, then the sand is coming. Now it means that you can never have light without sand. And you can't have sand without light based on that principle. Now listen to me. So what this means, good works. Let your light show shine before men that there must be statements that will transform them from you. Are you listening to me? That they may see. Somebody says see. You know the funniest thing? The world doesn't see any other thing or they are not expecting to see any other thing but solutions. Teach revelation. They are not concerned about revelation. They are concerned about manifestations of revelation. Don't tell me God can heal. Lay hands here. Let's see the healing. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's what the world is concerned about. And that's why they are easily moved by miracles. Miracles are actually meant for them. Miracles are meant for people who are... He said, without all these miracles, they cannot what? Believe. So we are the miracle workers. Do you understand? Pastor will not come to your office and perform miracles. You are the one there to perform it. Are you listening to me? That's why he says these signs are follow those who believe, not pastors, not fivefold. Those who believe, believers. Are you a believer? Then the signs will follow you. Somebody say, I'm a believer. Say, the signs are following me. Say, in the name of Jesus, I heal the sick. In the name of Jesus, I speak with new tongues. Say, in the name of Jesus, I cast out demons. Now, he didn't say where to cast it out. Anywhere. Because you are a believer. That is good works. Are you getting what I'm saying? That is ministry. That is ministry. You see that? He said that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. So your good works bring glory to God. Don't forget Jesus speaking in John chapter 14. He said when you pray, when you pray, listen, he said when you pray, he said in my name, the Father will give you the answer. So when he gives you the answer, then you will be what? Glorified. Glorify. In Colossians chapter 3 verse 16, he said, let the word of God dwell in you so richly. We are getting there. So richly in all wisdom. Now in verse 17, he said, everything you do, do it like unto thanksgiving unto God. See, he said, whatever you do in word or deed, let it be to the glory of the Lord. To the glory of the Lord. Believers don't live for himself. Believers shouldn't be living for themselves. We are living for God. We are living to glorify the Lord. Are you getting what I'm saying? Your consciousness, your aim, your objective, your vision must be that God must be glorified. In your work, in your career, in everything you do, in your marriage, God must be what? Glorified. If you actually think God must be glorified, you will not divorce. If you actually think God must be glorified, you will not attack others. Are you getting what I'm saying? If God must be glorified, then you give God his first place. Glory to God. Now let me tell you, if you connect you producing or being productive or having answers in your life or offering solutions to the problem of nations and people to to glorifying God, you will always have answers to give to people. What happened to Daniel in chapter 2 of Daniel? When Daniel released the answer, don't forget he went back to his company and then they prayed in the night. And the answer came in. Eh? The fellowship of believers, when they agree together concerning a thing, a common thing, ah, 
No wonder Jesus Christ speaking in Matthew chapter 18, verse 18. He said that when you agree, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you, you know, lose on earth shall be lost in heaven. That word, this is what it means. Whatever you prohibit or allow, whatever you disallow on the earth shall be disallowed in heaven. Whatever you allow on the earth shall be what? Allow in heaven. Now, listen. He said, wherever two or three are gathered together in my name. So that means the agreement is based on my purpose. In my name. So that means when they come together and agree together, the power of agreement, they will pray, they will agree in his name. He said, there I am with them, and whatever they actually decree shall be done unto them. You see that? Now don't always think you can do things alone. Even when he says, and these signs shall follow them, he didn't say, and these signs shall follow him that believed. He said, them, a group of people, glory to God. The signs are following us. Glory to God. As a group, as a spiritual family, communion, the signs are following us. Every one of us manifesting wonders everywhere. In all industries. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. If you believe that, can you say it better? Amen. Amen. So now may see the good works and glorify the Father. God must be glorified. The preaching of the gospel must glorify God. Your work as a doctor in the hospital, must glorify God. The patient must know that this is a different doctor. If you're a teacher, the student must know this is a different teacher. Not that you are the, more, you are the most wicked. Of, you see, I've seen some religious, very devoted believers, sainto, sainto, wicked lecturers. Wicked. I'm not saying you should be loose with students and be passing them anywhere or whatever. You can be principal at the same time. At the same time, you are reaching out to them. And they can approach you. Students that can put aside the academics and come and open up to you about their personal life. And you are a lecturer and not a pastor. Are you getting what I'm saying? So how will your pastor assess those kind of people? And that is why you've got to be equipped to carry out those ministries. Is that clear? Now people are in doubt of some Christians. When they do business with them, they really want to verify. They really want to know whether they have good character. My friend, you can't reveal the glory without character. Character is a very... See, Bible says the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, long-suffering, tolerance, all those things. Goodness. If those things are not there, if they are there, they are, if you are a believer, they are there. It's just that you must allow them to flow. Are you getting what I'm saying? You have capacity to love. You have capacity to tolerate. You have capacity to be self-controlled. You have survived to have self-control. Are you getting what I'm saying? To control yourself. You have capacity to actually live exactly like Christ in terms of character so that the glory can flow. There is no impure substances that will conduct power. Are you getting what I'm saying? We are channels of life. We are channels of healing. We are channels of power. We are channels of wisdom. Wisdom is lacking in the world. The wisdom of this age cannot be compared to the wisdom of God. The wisdom of God is actually foolishness in the, in the eyes of the people who are wise in this world. The Bible says he has chosen the base things of this world to confound the wise. He has chosen the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. You know, if you read that scripture very well in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, you will realize he was talking about you. If I say you are foolish, it's biblical. Because not many mighty, not many noble understand these things. In Matthew chapter 11 from verse 25, he actually said, he said, Father, I thank you because you have hidden these things to the wise, from the wise, and you have revealed this to the babes, to children. Glory to God. 
Somebody say, I have received the wisdom of Christ. But see, what we call the wisdom of Christ is foolishness to the people in the world. How can you believe Virgin Mary giving birth? Does that make sense? You suspend your scientific mind when revelation is flowing. Are you getting what I'm saying? You suspend it. <laughs> it makes sense. Glory to God. Are you still here? Second Corinthians chapter 5. Now I'm still talking to you about the ministry. In Luke chapter 9 verse 2, 1 to 2, and Luke chapter 10 verse 1 to 2, he called all of them out. He first called the 70s. He first called the general assembly and then later called the 17 and sent them out two by two and they said they should preach the gospel. Please, the soul winning is our primary great commission. Are you getting what I'm saying? You are having that career because soul must be won. You must settle that. Are you getting what I'm saying? This is the way body of Christ is. And this is where spiritual unity is. You know, communion is like a spiritual unity in the body of Christ. God plants you immediately you're a believer. You can't float. God plants you in a family. Are you getting what I'm saying? You will never see anybody on the earth that does not belong to a family. Even if your parents are not together, do you understand? There is a extended family. There is nobody that is floating on the earth. It's only the devil that is moving to and fro. And the reason is because it's a spirit. Once you have a flesh, you belong to a family. You cannot even come here without a family. Are you getting what I'm saying? And that's the way God does. So when you are born again, you are born into a spiritual family. You are established into a spiritual family, planted there. That's where you'll be nourished. That's where you'll be nurtured. That's where you'll be equipped, all right, to carry out the work of ministry. So what that means is that, like I was sharing, that church is God's divine educational system where you are actually trained, tutored, and equipped, nourished in the knowledge of God. And then when you are equipped... You are sent out. Let me tell you something. That is why 10%, giving 10% as a tithe is an insult. If you are nurtured and nourished in a spiritual unit, you are doing a work outside, so you are working on behalf of that kingdom. Are you getting what I'm saying? You're not working on behalf of yourself. And I can show you in the Bible. Second Corinthians chapter chapter 5. Let's read from verse 12. Let me show you. That's why if God has your heart, you can have access to your account or pocket. If you are still struggling with God with your resources, it means that it's yet to dominate your heart. Bible says where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be. Some of you, your heart is in bank, is wrong. Your heart should be in God's kingdom. Are you getting what I'm saying? Your heart should be in what heaven is doing. And that is the truth. You cannot belong to the kingdom and be stingy to the kingdom. That is not telling you. Listen. For we do not commend ourselves again to you, but give you opportunity to boast on our behalf, that you may have an answer for those who boast in appearance and not in heart. So there is a boasting in the mind. Look at the next verse. He said, For if we are beside ourselves, that is, if we are mad, it is for God. Or if we are of sound mind, it is for you. Can you see that? Now, he said, whichever the case, you and God, 
is the major priority in this, in this matter. Look at the next verse. He said, for the love of God compels us because we judge thus. The love of God constrains us. We can't do otherwise. He said, that if one died for her, then all died. Do you remember? When he died, we died with him. Or sharing the first day that as we entered into sin, fell into sin in first Adam, we actually got the gift of righteousness in the last Adam. It's not by what we did. You were not there when the first Adam sinned, but you were in his loins. By what he did, you became a sinner. Then Jesus came. You were also in his loins. By what he did, you became righteous. So it will be very difficult by what you are doing to undo the righteousness. Let me stop that at that. Now, he said, then all die, verse 15. Verse 15. He said, and he died for all that those who live should live no longer for themselves. Can you see that? Can you see that? You know, sometimes I laugh. You are yet to become, you see, it's one thing to be son. It's another thing to be servant, a born servant, like Paul will refer to himself. Have you noticed? People have, they, people glorify the aspect of being a child of God and a son of God, not a servant. You are a servant if you are a sort on the earth, to the earth. Because it's God that gives you assignment. It's God that sent you into that industry. It's God that sent you with that career. Are you getting what I'm saying? You don't wake up and say, I'm relocating to Canada. God will say, for what? You relocate to where God wants you to go. God can ask you to resign your work. Are you getting what I'm saying? And apply to other places. I'm not saying you should start hearing voices. Because I will ask you for confirmation. So why people want to choose their marital partner by themselves? Because he's looking cute and he's tall, dark and handsome like me? I don't understand. Are you getting what I'm saying? Then he starts boxing you because God is not involved. Is God going to tell us who to marry? If your heart is in alignment with his heart, he doesn't have to tell you. You know what is right. Are you listening to me? You have heard, you will order yourself. How? By your mind. Thinking and moving according to his mind. Same frequency. That's why I say, incline your ear to my saying. This thing is very broad. Because I need to teach you for five hours. I don't know how I can get that. And that is the truth. There's so much in my spirit that I need to pour to you. Now look at it. He said, and we, he died for all that those who live should live no longer for themselves. Look at, look for five people. See, I live no longer for myself. I live no longer for myself. I live no longer for myself. I live no longer for he died for me. He died for me. He died for me. He died for me. I live for him. Say after me. Say, I live for Christ. Say, I live for God. Say, I live for only him. Say, I live for him because he died for me. Is that clear? Somebody say it's clear. It's clear. No longer live for themselves. So why will your salary be collected for yourself? No, 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 no. Why will you go and work in that place for yourself? Just to buy wig, to buy trackers, uh, to buy canvas, to buy beds, to buy... Are you getting what I'm saying? When you are buying beds, you must know that the kingdom of God must be expanded. The bed is that so that when you stand... 
it must boost your chances of reaching other places. And let me tell you, even with that sense alone, you'll buy something good. Now I'm telling you in clear times, for God does not want you to live as a pauper. But are you buying weak and you don't know that the kingdom of God, God must be glorified? You don't know what the use of the week. It doesn't have eternal value. You don't understand? He said those who sow into the spirit, they reap everlasting life. Those who sow into the flesh, they reap corruption. You have been reaping corruption. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? You have been reaping corruption. That's why generosity is, a, is like a fruit of the spirit to those who yield to what I'm sharing with you. Generosity will never be your problem. Read on. Let's be reading it together. Let's read it together. Verse 16. Therefore from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh, even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him thus no longer. We regard no one according to the flesh. You know the truth? You can't know any man according to the flesh. He said, no one knows any man except the spirit of the man. So if you connect with the spirit of the man, you know the man. Do you get what I just shared with you? No man, no one knows a man like the spirit of the man. You know what he was trying to say? That's in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. He was actually telling us that nobody knows God like the spirit of God. So he now said, nobody knows man like your spirit. Do you understand? So if you design the spirit of a man, you've known the man. <laughs> He's cute. That's not the man. Let's read the next verse. You know the next verse often. Let's read it together. One, two, three, go. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Somebody say, I'm new. I'm new. No, 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 no. Say it very well. Say, I'm new. I'm new. Do you know why you will say you are new? Because all things have what? Passed away. Some of you might not know now. Poverty is passed away. You, you, you see? Do you know that for you to know that uncleanness, um, unrighteousness have passed away. <laughs> Even while you are righteous, you still see the traces of some unrighteousness. Have you noticed? Do you notice that even that three, four years why some people are born again, they are still lying? Only for them to overcome it. Are you getting what I'm saying? The same way when it comes to poverty. It has passed. But you see, you are seeing symptoms as if the root is in you. Devil is just deceiving you. Glory to God. The symptoms has no root in your spirit. If you check your spirit, no poverty. Check your spirit, no sickness. Check your spirit. Are you getting what I'm saying? No bad spirit. Check your spirit. No uncleanliness. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's why devil bombards your mind with all kinds of stuff so that what God has deposited in your spirit will not materialize. It bombards your mind. And Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Your mind is full of different kind of jagbajantes from devil. And then you struggle because devil has put the struggle there. Whereas grace is in your spirit. And the reason for the equipping of the saints is that grace must be unleashed from your spirit. Those things he has put there must be unleashed. Somebody say, I'm new. 
Lift up your two hands and pray in the Holy Ghost. Say, I'm new and new and new. Pray in the Holy Ghost. I am new. Glory, glory, glory. I am new. Glory to God. I am new. I'm new. I'm new. Glory to God. I am new. Glory to God. Glory, 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 glory. Me la maconte brocosonto baracata, lamba da catabala babaca, sanda lelebocoto for Gorianama. Amen. Say, I'm new. Now, now that you are new, the work of the ministry. Now that you are new, the work of the ministry. Are you getting what I'm saying? If you see a graduate that does not want to get a job, we say such is what? Lazy, right? Haidu. The devil finds works for an idle hand, right? Devil don't just find work for an idle hand, devil dominates an idle hand. I would say it tends to poverty, slack hands, idle hands. He said, You sluggard, go and learn from hands. I am new. So you need to remind yourself. Someone say, I'm new. The old things have passed away. That's why Paul says in Galatians chapter 2 verse 20, he said, I am crucified with Christ. He was not there when Christ was crucified. Was he there physically? He wasn't there. He was not one of the chiefs. Look at it. <laughs> I remember somebody said, Paul says old, his old man, his old self has been crucified with Christ. He says he's one of the chiefs that is his old man. You know, old man. He says your old man. That's your dad or your grandpa. Glory to God. It says one of the chiefs. People breaking refuge all over the place. <laughs> Instead of breaking revelation. I have been crucified with Christ. No, give us 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, 18. Now that you are new, look at verse 17. Look at verse 18. Look at verse 18. He said, if anyone, so anybody. Do you understand? Look at verse 18. Let's read it together. He said, now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ, and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. So if I ask you, are you a minister? So what do you say? I'm a minister. You see, one of the things that affirm that you are new is that you are engaged in the ministry of reconciliation. If you are not new, you can't really address problems in the life of old people. And when I say old people, I'm not talking about aged people. The aged, the elderly people. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about unbelievers. Are you getting what I'm saying? You are a believer, then you are anointed to address issues in the life of unbelievers. Is that clear? He said, no. Look at it. He said, now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. Wow. This is powerful. You see, I remember what the Bible says. He said he has broken the wall of partition. And some people are trying to build it again. Can you imagine? What God breaks down, can you build it? What are you talking about? Talking about? The Bible says he offered himself once and for all. Some people want him to offer himself again. Huh? No matter how thick your sin, the blood of Jesus has washed it away. And he has called you into a ministry of what? Reconciliation. See, people think what we do in church is a joke. It's an eternal assignment. You know, we use my gift for God. What's your gift? I can sing. 
It's beyond all that. It's beyond all that. You are involved in ministry of reconciliation. There are people who are reconciled with God when you think. There are people who have been reconciled before that needs to be established. All right? Your life must be different. You don't continue to sing because grace abounds. Isn't something like, you say grace abounds much more. Ah, grace <laughs> abounds much more. My God. Grace does not abound for you to continue in sin. Grace abound, all right, for your reconciliation. Then he abounds because you respond for your salvation. Then he abounds for service, which is the ministry of Christ. Is that clear? Good. If you are confused in your business and you serve God wholeheartedly, you don't need to pray and fast for him to talk to you about your business. You are a special being. Let me give you an example. Children are different from those who are ministers. Eh? Children are different from ministers. You know what it means to be God's property? You don't know what it means to be God's property? Eh? Look at it this way. The United States president, since he became the president of the United States, he has become the property of the United States. I hope you know. Nothing must touch him. Now if Bill Clinton entered this country, who used to be president, nobody bothered him president. He can walk the street of Lagos, though still with security and dignity, but not like the present incumbent president. Incumbent president? Fly must not fly. Flies, they must not fly. So you know what that means. Once you are enrolled, and you know we don't have tenor serving Christ. You know we don't serve, you don't have tenor? Once you are enrolled, everything, both what you eat, where you go, who you marry, everything is on God. It's children that disturb God for things. It's children. Give me wife. Give me husband. Give me this. Give me that. You know the shortcuts to it? Know what you have been called to do? Get on the job. Do the job and God will fix the rest. Adam was naming animals. When God looked at him and said, don't be doing all this naming alone. There is, a, there is this second half or second you, dimension of you, that needs to come. That when you are doing the naming, huh? There will be social functions alongside. <laughs> what are you talking about? And when Adam saw, he said, This is the bone of my bone. You don't need fasting and prayer to recognize the revelation of God. Are you getting what I'm saying? Get on the job. Now we have believers who find it like a shameful thing to share flyers. And some people share flyers because they want miracle. Don't share flyers because you want miracle. Don't go on evangelism because you want to, you are trying to walk. Do you get what I'm saying? Do you see? You are trying to walk so that God can bless you. And because you have somebody sharing a testimony. You say, I was very dull. But I shared 96 flyers. I got 96 marks. And you think it's your dimension to also go and share 96. Are you a student? You're not a student. Say 96 million. 
And when you share and six flyers, and you share another 120 flyers, and you share, and you share, and share, and share, and share, and no million is coming, and you get discouraged. Share the gospel for the love of Christ. Share it. You are reconciled with God. Help others become reconciled with God. Don't always say evangelism. Uh, you see, you know, have you noticed that in the body of Christ, there are groups that people don't like to join? Have you noticed? Number one, prayer, right? Number two, evangelism and outreach. And that is, those two are actually the primary service that affects the church and the world. Because you can't be in high force, which we call intercessory force, and not intercede generally for even the choir and every other person. Are you getting what I'm saying? This is a joint choir. Because they share sweets and biscuits. Are you getting what I'm saying? Is that what your life is all about? And they do hang out. Glory to God. Before they wind, they are unwinding. Are you getting what I'm saying? Is that what your life is all about? He said, oh, these evangelism people. How can they? Well, I heard when somebody announced, they said that we're going for outreach and evangelism. Somebody look at the other person. And he's a leader. Just look at it. Ah. Evangelism. <laughs> I want to spoil my Saturday. Evangelism and outreach spoil your Saturday? Hear what you are saying. Who is canceling a ceremony for evangelism and outreach? They said, hey, don't need the wedding. They will be fasting and prayer. I said, no, 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 no. You can't be fasting and prayer. You want the devil to come and take away the bride? <laughs> How can you be reasoning like this? He that is single, single for the work of ministry. He that is married, married for the work of ministry. He that is rich, rich for the work of ministry. Are you getting what I'm saying? I can show you. Give me first. We'll come back to this place because this ministry of reconciliation is your responsibility. You know the funniest thing? It's an abuse of pastor for pastor to be on the streets reaching out to souls. It's abuse of pastoral office. You, some of you don't know. You don't know. Check the Bible. And that is the truth. Paul told Timothy, he said, preach the gospel to be saved. Commit to faithful men. Everything he was telling Timothy is directly to believers. Not to unbelievers. Can I check it? It's an abuse of pastor. Some people will even want pastor to come and dedicate their house. From my office, I will just stretch my hands to your house. It's an abuse. Visitation is an abuse of a personal office. When you say fivefold, do you know what fivefold means? Men of God. Men of God. You want to have them in your house? visit me. The visitation is for yourself. How treat is for yourself. What I'm sharing with you now is strange. I'll find out. You know, if you are well equipped, most of the challenges that some people might have in this church will be resolved by people in this church. Without getting to pastor. Are you getting what I'm saying? Look at your neighbor. Say, be solid for Christ. Say, be strong in Christ. Say, grow up in Christ. You know, you just look at it. Look at it. Must you continue like this? You know that you, your life must change. I'm, I can't continue like this. Even high as your pastor. 
I must be giving you things. What I'm sharing with you, what I came to share today, in my notes, I can't deceive you. I've not shared 20%. I can teach you on the work of Christ for 10 hours. So winning as a dimension of the work of Christ is a, is a series on its own. That you know that you know anywhere you are. I remember when I was seven, I went to like about 18 clubs. To the extent that I became a witness of Christ in the club. There are two bank managers because there they negotiate things. Believers must wake up. People you are working for, where they discuss and finish business, I'm saying this online and I'm saying it boldly. I'm saying it with all our spokenness. And that is what I believe. Whole drugged Christianity might not believe it. That is what I believe. That light cannot shine in light. And that is the truth. People are doing things in their privacy. Then you go to a club, they say it's a sin. It depends on what you go to do in the club. The branch managers ask me, I can't forget one of them, Yoruba guy. He asked me, he said, Pastor, he said it's money we are looking for. So, so what he was telling me indirectly is that, Oga, there is no money in the day. He said it's in the evening that we settle business. In the evening. Biggest contract in this country. In the evening. When you get into a UCFEC meeting and they are signing, they've concluded before they came. Major money doesn't move in the day. They conclude it in the... I sat with a man who is a multi... In the south-south there. Let me tell you this so that you know. When you are saying representative of Christ, ambassadors of Christ, all those things, eh? you need to go into places. You can't claim you're an ambassador of Trump and be staying in New York. Are you getting what I'm saying? What it means to be an ambassador is that you go and represent him in deadly places. Do you get what I'm saying? You go to Syria, you go to Nigeria, deadly, oh. deadly places. Oh. Are you, get, you go to Libya, you go, you go to deadly, and that's where God has sent you to. He just likes to lock around God. He did like this with God. His children that, that stay around. His children that stay around. Do you know that since you've grown up, you have left your parents? Did they tell you to leave? You left by yourself. Say, so what am I doing here? Have you noticed that anytime you go back there, they tend to talk to you as if you're a child? And underrate the capacity and the grace that you have developed. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? With all these beards, with all this. So, if I bring my wife, you know, heavy, sophisticated, and then, is this the way you'll be talking to me? Because you have grown up. There was a time. They said, God! When will you grow up? You don't know that something with growing up? God can't, God, God delegates you. He delegates authority. That's why he says, all power on earth. All authority on earth has been given unto me. You go. I delegate that authority to you. And what does he say? He said, make disciples of nations. You preach the gospel. And now the people he told, they were like 120. 
like people that went to the upper room. Do you remember? Not all of them are fivefold. The general assignments to everybody is to help people to be reconciled to God. I hope that is clear. Can you see people coming on Sunday to come and receive miracles? Believers who are supposed to be working miracles. Don't you know the Bible says it's working, the gift of the working of miracles. You are supposed to work it. And you are coming to receive it. You don't know. You are supposed to work it for unbelievers. The working of miracles. It sounds creating miracles. Are you getting what I'm saying? And you are coming to receive it as a believer. And pastors are now turned to the working, the workers. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's all of us are supposed to be working the miracles. These signs are follow those who believe. And has given us the ministry of reconciliation. Now, the time is gone. But I've not showed you the ministry. Because I needed to show you the ministry for you to appreciate how to be equipped for it. You should see the equipping. You should see the equipping. Ah! What most believers joke with, we never joke with, you never joke with it again in your life. People joke with the word of God. You joke with the word. You joke with the word. You are an empty believer. They will carry you like this and you have no weight. Let's finish with this chapter. Go to the next verse. Verse 19. Let's read together. One, two, three, go. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. Let's read louder. Not in putting their trespasses to them and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. For every ministry of reconciliation, there is a message of reconciliation. You can't have a ministry without a word for it. He said God is reconciling the word to himself through us. Look at it. And has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Look at the next verse. Verse 20. Now then, let's read louder. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Like I said, Trump is the property of the United States. The same way you are a property of God. Everything that concerns you is on God. Only you tell people that pray in the night in your closet, in your sleeper. In those days, there are things that we used to tell people that you will never sleep of. That the people we are praying, everyone that is praying, they are praying against demons. They are coming to come and take vengeance on you. And they will start with your cheek. When they start slapping you, and you wake up and everything is enlarged. Then we know we didn't pray last night. And do you know the funniest thing? It was happening to people. It was happening to people. You feel like sleeping around 8 p.m. And you can't sleep. And the prayer cannot start until 12. Then now believers have become so casual. They just go to bed. See, wake me when it is 12. Some people set alarm and then... Both themselves and the alarm, they sleep off. You don't get what I'm saying. Ministry of reconciliation starts with intercession. You can't pray for a sinner to be saved, then you cannot talk to the sinner. 
You have to talk to God about people before you talk to people about God. Intercession. Are you getting what I'm saying? Intercession. When you fix a meeting for outreach, you start interceding. Days before the outreach. Intercession. You think God doesn't answer prayer? Look at what happened in this venue. I just got angry one day I came. How can we be allocating spaces to darkness and we are light? It's, let me tell you. The time those guys spent here, we allowed it. I hope you know. We allowed it. The evil in this country, Christians are allowing it. Until we got mad and we came here and prayed. They came down and shut down the spirit and wine clashing. Uh, the spirit and wine um, club there. We are ambassadors. Somebody say I'm an ambassador. You know what that means? Even in a foreign country, you spend the money of your country. You spend the currency of your country. The country you are sent to don't pay you. It's God that told them that you tell them to pay you. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's God that pays you. So many things about being an ambassador. But you are not an ambassador without the message of reconciliation, without the ministry of reconciliation. A child is not an ambassador. Somebody who has grown up, who recognized. And we know, do you remember? And we know that all things work together for they that what? Love God. It works together for children too. And it also works together for those who are called according to his purpose. Those who have now received assignments. Are you getting what I'm saying? So children can say, eh, and then they will get answer. But those who have grown up, they don't cry. You know what they do? They decree. They command. They go for answers. They produce answers. I hope that is clear. So you see. Glory to God. Lift up your hands and begin to give We know you have been blessed by the insightful teaching of God's word by Pastor Toka Officer, brought to you by Communion Christian Center. For more information on how to be a partner and others, contact plus two three four eight zero three five eight five eight zero or send a mail to talkwayoutsayo at gmail.com. Remain blessed as you fulfill your destiny.